Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Director Showdown. We are here at the end. At the very end. We're going to die after this. Yep. We have a gun sitting between <laughs> us. We've decided this yeah. is the end. What's the, what? the podcast? No, it's <laughs> no. What's the name of the guy from Zero Dark Theory? The torturer guy. What's his name? Oh shit! The guy oh, who was in Serenity. Uh, Jason Clark. Yeah, Jason yeah, Clark Jason, has big headed uh, Jason Clark. He has this on ropes right now, <laughs> and uh, he says that this is uh, this is the end, guys. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So better talk about this movie. Yep. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is yeah the final episode of. Um, this yeah, season, of the season, it's been mm. it's been a, a long time coming with a, a couple of gaps in between. Couple gaps. I, I was looking at the episode count, uh, and I was like, I was like, wow, we started the year with Nolan and Fincher. Wasn't that last season? Yeah, that did. and it basically was. But I mean, it's mm. it's been a crazy year. Um, a lot of growth, a lot of fun, a lot, lot of lot of growth, a lot of stuff going on in, yeah. in both of our lives and things and. And so we've had some gaps, and uh, but but a kind of recurring. But you're still listening. You're still you're listening. Still listening. Thank you, and we love you for it. Thank you so much yeah. for sticking with us, mm. and uh, we hope you've enjoyed the the season so far. We're really mm. happy to be uh, talking these directors, and you know, it's like it's like every time we. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I probably do. Like every every time we start a new season, it's it's real exciting, and yeah, yeah. And fun and interesting, and it and it remains that way throughout. But by the end of it, it's almost like going on vacation. I think it's like by the end of it, you're like, you're like kind of, you're kind of like, I'm I'm happy to be done with this. You know, like I'm happy to go back home. And I don't yeah. know what home is in this metaphor. I guess it's just a new season, maybe. But uh, mm. but it, it's it's cool, and I'm happy that we're we're here at the end. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it feels like you, we 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 set up another base camp if we're gonna stick to the metaphor. Of, oh, there uh, we go. Yeah, yeah. The mountain. I don't know where the fuck the the peak is though. Who but who knows? He, who man? gives a shit? Right? I, I don't know if we'll ever see the peak. We'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're a few hundred yards further up the mountain. Oh, no know? one uses yards in mountaineering. Yeah. Meters, yeah, it's meters, we, we right? use okay. meters. Yeah, here. you have to use the the global or, or clicks as as uh, we clicks. were discussing in the episode of Avatar. Clicks oh, are right. a kilometer, of course, because what they what else are, would they be? We didn't know that on the episode, yeah. right? Because well, I, Bride I, was like, it's got to be a kilometer. Like you were talking, like it's it was like it was like a good like minute. That you were talking like, about something else, and he's yeah. like, "It's got to be kilometers, right?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Well, Brian, yeah. nobody knows. Nobody knows how far. Like nobody, nobody's measured a click, and it's like, yeah. well, I think it's kilometers. It's yeah. like, oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We're 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 a couple more uh, mm. clicks up the mountain, and not the, the not to be confused with uh, the movie click." Yeah, <laughs> but we we use we use the D, the old DVD because you you can yeah. find them for free the DVD boxes of Click like anywhere in dumpsters really That's true. Yeah. and we've used it to to uh, make the trail the pathway yeah exactly <laughs> we we every time we turn around and look behind yeah. us there there's it's just a flurry of white a flurry of white snow and a. And and just just that's all we can see, and a little mm. bit of sky, but within within the white flurry, there we can make out a, a, a small bit of color, and that's 
uh, Adam yeah, Sandler's holding click that damn DVD remote. case. Yeah, holding the the, <laughs> the click remote. Yeah, uh, and and he's chronicling our journey. Uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> who who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought that the movie Click is 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 what's now yeah. we have to watch this, that this, movie. I guess so. Yeah, put it put it on the fucking DS docket. <laughs> fucking uh, this is how we win, baby. This is how. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're talking. What what is this? I think number ten. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, sure. number ten uh, for the season. Mm-hmm. We're talking uh, Bigelow's uh, male gigolo. Ooh, that was a big- bad joke. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone remembers that classic, right? Yeah. You know like they made a dude? sequel. Yeah, and I loved it as a kid because I was a fucking idiot. Bruce is no, it? Wait, wait, no, wait. Is Bruce no, Bigelow? No, it's not Bruce. Is Bigelow. it? Is it not? It's Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> now let's talk about this for 20 to 30 minutes. Deuce Bigelow, do we think he's related to one Catherine Bigelow? Is he maybe I, I sure hope so. Honestly. Is he maybe like a, a you know, I think Deuce Bigelow Male Jiggle. Male Jiggle. Okay, you can't I'm sorry. Let his me start name over. Without it. Yeah. I think Deuce Bigelow Male Jiggle is her second cousin once removed. Mm. What do you think? I, th- I think that sounds about right. I think he's he's once removed. I was trying to think of some sex joke, but the only thing I could come yeah. up with is 69th remove, but that's just... <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. I mean, I, everyone I think... is like 69th removed from each other, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I essentially. Think so. yeah. yeah. Hopefully, genetic diversity, you know. Do you think Catherine Bigelow's seen Deuce Bigelow? Male Gigolo? <laughs> you know... We ask a lot of big questions here. <laughs> so, None bigger than that. I so <laughs> the t- the Twitterverse, please let yeah. us know what your opinion is. I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet Catherine it out. We're going to seen Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Yeah. One and two. One and two. I think because the second yeah. one, he goes, he goes to, to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. Why do we know that? Why do we know? Where because he we were goes fucking kids. We're like, oh, this is cool because it's yeah. where we are, and there's boobies in it. That is absolutely why I strived to see yeah. those when I was younger. Yeah, it was like, definitely I didn't like give a shit about the comedy. I just want to see the fucking titties, man. And you know, there'd be a few, <laughs> and and even yeah, it, it was like in that prime, like late aughts, mid to late aughts of mm. like all of our comedies have a bunch of boobs and F bombs in them. And yeah. it's like, we know the, you kids the, are going to love this. The, the peak of Gen X comedy was, was, yeah. uh, was those fucking raunchy. Yeah. You could say it's the, the epitaph, uh, on the tombstone of Gen X comedy. All right. We're going to keep going uh, on this. Yeah. Cause who are the, who are the big mega stars of that genre? We got Ryan Reynolds. We got Adam, yeah, not really Adam Sandler. No, Adam Sandler. More I feel like guy. kind of avoided. The thing is, yeah, yeah, Adam Sandler kind of kept the shtick of '90s comedy alive. Mm. Even to now, I feel like his his thing is still kind of that yeah. '90s comedy. Yeah, and it's like I I kind of applaud him for not falling into the fucking like the the road trips of the. Uh, you directed by Todd him, Phillips huh? uh, dir- uh, for not, Award for not evolving Phillips. as a person, huh? Well, it, if only to avoid <laughs> what came next, because to me, I, I feel like the, '90s comedy is above kind of the 2000s, like dirty, yeah. dirty boy 
I'm I'm just I'm a schlubby white guy in this like yeah. new school, and there's all these boobs around. <laughs> oh and, like, no! Yeah, exactly. And they just feed off all these archetypes, and it's just like yeah, super just a super disgusting. I think yeah. Ron Reynolds is like the quintessential like. Uh, well, and one. he's so he's so fascinating in yeah. that he somehow pivoted. He out somehow of it? got out of it. Yeah, he he got out of it. Um, and then let's see, you have Jason Biggs. Oh, Jason Biggs is a big uh, you got, one. You got Jay Biggs in there. You got Sean William Scott. Oh yeah, um, dude. Who who was in Road Trip? Uh, Brecken Meyer. <laughs> Y'all remember Brecken Meyer? That sounds like a beer. It does. Yeah. Bre- <laughs> what a weird name. Uh, oh fuck. Who was um, man? Oh, Steve Zahn. Yeah, yeah. I always liked Steve. I always liked Steve. I did too. too. And then he popped up in uh, Matt Reeves' uh, Planet of the Apes sequel. He played one of the apes, and he was like amazing in it. And I was like, Steve, come on! I think Steve didn't survive the two thousands raunchy. uh, Yeah, well, I think it killed a lot of uh, a lot of people's careers. (laughs) Died there, man. They just. and then it also like made uh, what's his name the guy from Harold and Kumar just like be political instead of like do movies. oh that's right Cal Penn right yeah Cal Penn yeah like, he just decided like, both of them are oddly oddly have like survived that period because mm-hmm. Cal Penn is like kind of a political guy now and then John Cho has kind of had this resurgence. Oh yeah. He's, he's like actually yeah. doing serious roles. He's and doing stuff. searching yeah. and then he's going to be in the fucking cowboy bebop show. Yeah, good for him. Which is wild. I, I hope that's good. I mean, it's yeah. interesting casting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what else? There's like old school. Will Ferrell survived that period somehow? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Kind it's of. like, he hasn't done much recently. I think after Anchorman, it kind of like all fell down a bit. Cause like, was Anchorman was- the death of that? That was late. That was the late. No, box, I think Superbad right? was the death of it because Superbad was so good that it like transcended the raunchiness. Mm, that's a good. You take. know what I mean? Because it yeah. had raunchy comedy, but it had a sincerity to it that Fuck. evolved. I it. think that. Yeah. I think that's it, man. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think I think in large part due to kind of generally the Apatow stuff. And I know yeah. you don't. You don't. You're not the most. You know the biggest Apatow, Apatow fan. Yep. But I, I think he kind of was able to marry the raunchy stuff to more heart. Yeah. And I think that kind of killed a lot of the aughts. Like, yeah, for we're sure. just fucking dudes having fun. Like the we're animal just house. Every fucking yeah, day, like man. the sh- the schlubby guy. You have yeah. like a movie like Knocked Up that yeah. came out in that era too. That had a lot more heart than movies coming out around then. Yeah, um, but we're still funny and gross. Like they mm. still had that. And what better movie to be talking about in this <laughs> zone other than uh, Zero Dark Thirty? <laughs> <laughs> what year was Zero Dark Thirty? It was two. I think Zero Dark Thirty was uh, 20, 20, 2012. Because yeah, right, yeah. it was the year after the Bin Laden mm-hmm. raid. And uh, so, directed by Catherine Bigelow, came mm-hmm. out in like at the end, I think, of twenty twelve. I was reading some of the Wikipedia stuff about it, um, and. Yeah, it was it was uh, heavily affected by Bin Laden getting killed. Mm. Like this movie was not going to really be about have that catharsis at the end, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I almost wonder if it'd be a more interesting movie if it didn't. Mm. Um, but we'll put a pin in that. Um, yeah. So, 2012, she hadn't made a movie since 
Hurt Locker, which I guess was only a few years before, actually. Yeah, it was only a few so years. So for, for her and her kind of track record and, and a lot of stuff is like, a lot of stuff here is like systematic, like who knows if it's because she was a woman so she wasn't given as many chances as other male directors, but like this mm. time she had a bunch of clout off of Hurt Locker, made a lot yeah, of money. Best picture. Mm. Best, best picture winner. Mm. That this is kind of the movie she wanted to make next, so she was like, yeah, let's go back to the well. Let's go back to working with the same guy. Mark Boll. Mark Boll is back. Yeah. Um, not, not to be confused with Uwe Boll. His second cousin once removed. His, his, similarly his, to his uh, special Bigelow. special cousin. I was about to say the R word, and then like <laughs> definitely <laughs> course corrected at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's working with yeah. him again, and they were working on. I forgot the. Uh, it was a specific like bout of combat that happened in 2001. They were working on like a specific movie about a circum, like a specific situation. And then in 2011, good old Benny Laden himself. Benny, Benny Benny Laden, Benny Laden. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's his first name. That's funny. Usama. Usama. Um, Got himself killed. By our good, good obesey, obesey, obesey. Bless up, obesey. Bless up. I don't know. <laughs> we should say that. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, and then uh, that happened, and it yeah. changed the whole trajectory of the movie. And basically, Bigelow and Bowl kind of uh, took a few steps back and said, like, okay, we were already kind of interested in in him a little bit, but how can we like rework the whole movie around this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then, and then bowl kind of went, went in hard on like, oh wait, that at the core of the, of, of the intelligence of this, there was like these, these female CIA, like specifically a lot of the people that were the biggest movers and shakers of Mm -hmm. getting this done were like female CIA operatives. Operatives. Yeah. And so he kind of latched onto that and Mm -hmm. he had, the way he he had with Hurt Locker, he had a bunch of like connections. He had a bunch of like journal, like uh, journalism, you know, like just people he knew that were like close to the source of all this. Mm. And uh, he, he started talking to them and figuring out like, okay, what happened here? Like, what what was the the dirt on like getting Osama bin Laden? Mm. And then they reworked it into uh, pretty much like a manhunt movie, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I guess that, that, that made it its final form here, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, what? so was the original version just supposed to be not a Manhunt movie? Uh, I, I, that's what I'm a little bit unclear yeah. about, because they, they were talking about how it was specifically like a post-9-11 op that was the consequences of like, yeah, like the immediate yeah. aftermath of nine 11. So maybe it, it focused on like immediately, like where has bin Laden? We know he's responsible. Mm. And then I think him getting killed opened up this further narrative and, and made them dive into a much bigger like time frame. Yeah. I think is what yeah. happened. I don't know, man. Yeah. What, what are your, what's your like historical, Oh, context? Uh, context of, of Zero Dark Thirty. Well, I saw this with an X. Okay. And uh, the thing I really remember is enjoying the movie a lot and how she told me, like, hey, 
you could totally be one of the CIA analysts. Oh. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. That's a cool thing to hear. I was like, that's this is really cool for yeah. her to tell me that. And yeah. uh, I won't talk about my specific life right now, but it's not too far off. <laughs> which is kind of funny how things kind of uh, yeah, roll out like that. Around. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. But yeah, I I remember what 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 I remember from seeing it then was. The very first scene, yeah, with the United ninety three stuff, and yeah, the yeah. very last scene with the the raid, For because sure. the raid is like honestly like the whole movie. Okay, I'll just say like what how I feel about like I really love this movie honestly, yeah, and uh, I think the last part. I mean, like there, there's a lot of stuff that's awesome in between the first and uh, ending, but. The last part's like Bigelow doing some really cool action directing, you know? For sure. Like, yeah. it, it's brutal as fuck, but, like, it's still, like, cool, like, how she shot it, you know? Definitely, yeah. Like, just having all, like, the setups with, like, all the uh, special forces and just, like, having all the variant fronts, like, observing, like, the raid and stuff. It's 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 just so cool to have, like, even, like, even the darkest um, moments, like... You can barely see shit, but like you can have still have an idea of what's happening, you know. And that's a hard thing to do, directorial wise, you know, like to still communicate with such like bleak light, you know. Yeah. And just having the night vision scenes and just you know, it's pretty kick ass, honestly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I remember that, and just like the horrible like audio from United ninety three, like the uh, yeah, you know, just such an was it specifically that I I feel like it was that, just but also people yeah. calling from the World Trade Center, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, right, yeah, yeah. So it's just like a whole bunch of nine eleven like audio, yeah, and uh, God. it's such a great way to start the movie because yeah. it's like it's almost um. It's like an overture, you know, like when you... Yeah, that's a really yeah. good way to put it, yeah. Like when you go to a, um opera or something and they want you to kind of get into the mood of what you're about to watch and having the victims of 9-11 and the horrifying, like, um, sounds, it puts you in the place of, like, this is where America was at. This is, like, how people felt. They heard these these victims and how awful it was for them and how they were ready to fight back and like get the fucker who did it, you know, like, and then immediately I'm just gonna get into the movie, but immediately like Bigelow like puts you into this like sadistic, sadistic, like situation of torture. Yeah. And you're like, well, fuck. I mean, yeah, like you, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's, sure. it's interesting because it questions your morality in a weird way. Because like I just heard like all these people fucking like die, yeah, and, and go through just the worst, the worst thing. And, and then you see like a guy who is most likely like knows how to find the people who did this, and you're just like, man, like if if you you couldn't in, in a vacuum, you would just see this guy and you're like, Oh man, that sucks for him. Like, why are they doing this to him? But then you have yeah. the context of nine 11 and it like gets you into the place of like why these CIA like operatives are doing this, you know? Yeah. It's fascinating. The, yeah, for sure. To have context like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, man. I, mm. I, 
I, I think I remembered the same stuff, like mm-hmm. the same things as you, like the very opening and then that last raid were the things that stuck out to me most. And then um, even still, it's that way, to be honest, like there there's it's a long movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of procedural mm. stuff. And it's it's even it's in like a this true movie, crime thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like cop the, procedural. It, yeah. 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 It's procedural in, yeah. in a way. um that calls attention to itself even more than Hurt Locker, whereas Hurt Locker is jumping around uh, between these kind of separate, disconnected things. This one has title cards. Mm. And it's like, it's almost like chapters of Mm. the movie. And I totally forgot about that. And I I appreciated him doing that, that this time. Mm. Um, I, I want to like get this out of the way early on because like, I am conflicted about this movie now in a way that I wasn't when I first saw it in that um, I think I was talking to you about this mm. a little bit, but I, I watched this movie called The Report mm. and it is almost a rebuttal of stuff that is in this movie. Not not just this movie overall, but specific uh, choices in this movie mm. that, that I think Bowl and Bigelow were ignorant to at the time because they didn't have all of the information yet. For sure. Um, and I just want to preface with that because mm. the, the report is based on it's, it's a, it's again, a, it's a, it's on Amazon prime. You can watch it. It's a, it's a solid movie. Mm. Um, but it's, it's based on the CIA torture report that came out in, uh, 2015, I believe, mm. uh, that was, uh, co-authored by Diane Feinstein and John McCain actually. Yeah. Um, and basically, and, and this, I was reading about the actual report because I watched the movie and I was like, is this biased? Like what this movie is saying? I really want to figure it out. Yeah. And basically it's, it's my main takeaway from the report is that, um, no, none of the, uh, what, what's the specific torture stuff they did called it's, it's yeah, enhanced interrogation, enhanced inter- inter- interrogation techniques, uh, that led to basically none of that led to bin Laden at all. Yeah. And, and it only led to misinformation about bin Laden. Mm. And, and that's, that's a lot of that movie's takeaway is that, you know, a lot, a lot of the stuff, um, we were trying out post nine 11 was very desperate and it was very harsh and it was us trying to, and and see, this is, this is why when I went into this movie, I had that context, Mm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was, I was watching this and thinking about that and I I don't want to say like, um, that this movie necessarily says that torture had led to the capture I yeah. mean, like, it, it did have, like, that one scene where he's like, okay, there's, like, this guy, and I, f- I found this guy, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, knowing that, like, yeah, like, America was was desperate and was doing yeah. whatever it took to get. And what happens when you are wanting to... F- find this person by any means necessary and what you will, what you're willing to do. And that's why I bring up like that United 93. It's like, despite it not creating the information. Yeah. It still was like, we needed to figure out something to, 
to get him back. You know yeah, what I mean? That's it's it's like yeah. a it's like an emotional overture. It's emotional. Yeah, overture, yeah. And that that's that's the right way to take mm. it. And I hope the way that people take this movie historically, mm. because I yeah, because there there are a few scenes in in this mm. movie, and I really I I don't want to talk about this much, but but mm. there are like a few scenes in Zero Dark where where the torture does directly lead them to new yeah. leads that lead to Osama bin Laden, and it's like that didn't happen, and it's important. Yeah. I think that people just know that. Yeah. Um. And and that I don't know, man. Yeah, the report is kind of an amazing sequel to Zero Dark Thirty in a lot of ways because mm. it's like it's almost like the. And it, and it makes sense that a movie like The Report was made years after Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. It's it's almost like the growth of America mm-hmm. and us being like, let's deal with what we've done. Mm. And like Osama is dead and we we got to that with actual intelligence and like mm. feet on the ground and like cyber intelligence and tracking money and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like that's the lesson to take away, not the harshness of yeah. How can we break people down in these inhumane methods and stuff? And it's, and so, yeah, I, j- I just wanted to like say that. And no, that's good. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like, it makes a really interesting kind of like double pairing to watch mm. this followed by the report. And, and they're very similar movies and how procedural they are and mm. like how they jump through time and they, uh, gather, gather information. But, um, but with, with, I, I guess to get to, um, kind of the core of mm-hmm. what zero dark 30 perhaps is expressing like the themes behind it. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, torture does play like kind of, um, you know, a significant role in this movie in the way of framing. Um, yeah, because the torture um, was this like very efficient, fast way of acquiring the information and to acquire like to, to, to act and do something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole movie is showing how our main, our lead, um, Jessica Chastain had to go through all these hoops and all this bureaucratic processes yeah to get something done so sure. it was like this almost like this kind of commentary on bureaucracy and the slow process and how to yeah. convince somebody of something you already know while you, you can just you know by avoiding the bureaucracy, you can just get it done real quick. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Or at least yeah. you can think you can get it done that way. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's, that's the right read mm. of the movie for sure. Um, and how I hope people remember the mm. movie most like, um, because like she yeah. she gets so much resistance from like the CIA, dire- the CIA director even says yeah. Obama. He's like, if it, they even say like, he's a very, uh, He's a very uh, um, logical guy. He needs, you know, he needs like information. Yeah. You know, you got to convince well, me like how to do, you got to give me something so I can yeah. approve the raid and it's stuff. It's so funny, dude, because yeah. this movie and even the report, Obama's kind of a villain in both. Oh, because yeah. like in the report, uh, Adam Driver's kind of the main mm-hmm. intelligence gatherer. He's the guy who's like, 
what the fuck are these guys doing? They're not getting anything really done from all of these methods. Basically it's inhumane, all this stuff. Mm. And then like, Oh, but like they portray Obama as like really turning the other way. And it's not until it becomes public that Obama was like, listen, we can't be doing this. It's like, he's kind of a villain of that movie. And I was kind of fascinated by that to, to put things in perspective here. Yeah. It's like you're, Let's just say, uh, let's just say someone, uh, I don't want to make this sound so, someone, <laughs> let's just say someone murdered your, your, like, your loved one. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you have the entire U.S. government <laughs> as yeah. resources. Yeah. You're going to say, if, if there's a way, like, cause like, I'm trying to make this like, at, like, put this in, you know, in, in like a, I'm I'm trying to do this not a, a, as ethic, ethically and yeah. framing it in a way that's more of a thought moral thought experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that this preface. I'm not like trying to say that torture is justified. I'm just trying yeah, to have I, like I know, a discussion. Yeah, for sure, I got gotcha. you. Um, that you're going to use every available resource that you got because, like, there is a point in time where if if it is the case. Does will torture actually in, in you know, will torture like I say, there's like a bomb or something that's going to go off. And the only way you can get the information is by torturing this guy. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm saying like the very, like the very drastic yeah. decision. And it's just like when, when you have like this terrorist, it's like, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll try this because we want to, get that information. And of course you'll still use the other means as well, like intelligence gathering. And it just, yeah. And I mean, I guess it just t- turns out that, you know, torturing wasn't, you know, the enhanced interrogation techniques were the, were the way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just that you don't have the hindsight to say that this was going to be the way yeah. or this was going to be. The it's way. it's you a know lesson I mean? that, that yeah. has been learned. Like yeah. His, historically now mm-hmm. America since the mm. the report came out as has been very adamantly like, yeah, like tor- torture really doesn't work. It's not an effective way to it's get not, information, yeah. but it's like before, yeah, it's like before that report came out, before somebody looked at the data mm. and like broke it all down and said like, mm. you know, Oh, this really isn't effective for what we're trying to get out of people. Like, we didn't know that yet. And yeah. so it's, it's almost like, yeah, when, when we're talking about it, I'm thinking almost about like how zero dark 30 is like the emotional response to nine yeah. 11. And the report is like the logical response to nine 11. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's like that, that comes from, you know, being further away in time to the emotional incident mm. of nine 11. Whereas like zero dark is a very, like it wants you to be in the mindset of the people that are like, mm. like we need to get these motherfuckers. It's like, yeah. uh, just everybody Chastain. else was like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's cool following like Chastain's character. Cause she's mm. very like adamant and gung ho about like, this is my fucking guy. We're going to yeah. catch him. Um, I don't know, man, even still, like, I, I really don't, I really don't love this movie. And then, and then the like final 30 minutes happen. And then it's so excellent that it then brings the movie back up to me really liking it. But I, I just, I think, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, 
the the middle of the movie to me is is a little uh, tedious. Yeah, I, guess. I can see that. To me, like uh, in it, this is gonna sound almost excusatory, but I think it's almost meta in a way. Um, yeah. The tedium is because it was tedious. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you experienced a tedious and, yeah. for to to get the approval because it's like it's almost like when Jessica Chastain was putting up the the, the number of days on um, Mark Strong's um, you know cubicle wall. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you as an audience are just going through it with her, and yeah. you're like, why aren't the f- why the fuck haven't we dropped a goddamn bomb on? this this uh yeah. compound it here. is yeah you know dude, what i mean that is pretty meta yeah. when you think when yeah when you phrase it like that because now i'm thinking about it and mm. how like jessica chastain is us yeah whereas like we're like we, she's at the table with the cia yeah. guys and she's like he's there 100 percent. yeah and we're like yeah he's there 100 percent. he's yeah. dead we know he's there yeah he was there and she's and, right yeah. yeah and so we then through mm. her have to deal with the fucking that, that she needs yeah, yeah she needs to like go through all the bullshit mm-hmm. to get her man. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has to go through, uh, all the men standing in her way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. Oh, to man. the man that she, I really yeah. feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like when bull, I, it sounds like bull was the guy mm-hmm. was the one who figured or like came to Bigelow with like, yeah, it's like a lot of women who were involved in doing the groundwork on this, and specifically one mm. woman who was like really determined to catch Bin Laden. Mm. I feel like Bigelow was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, yeah. I would be really fascinating in following like a woman in this bureaucracy. Yeah. In almost the same way, like we talked about with Jeremy Renner, how his kind of journey and who he is kind of as a soldier and yeah. like how he how he like he needs to be in the fight and like yeah. he's a warrior and he's somebody who belongs in combat mm. you know by you know various you know uh means uh, and stuff autism, but it's, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh, like uh forces and acting upon him to make him that way who knows mm. but it's like she's kind of a similar force mm. where like she's determined to fucking like get to that finish line of like mm bin laden dead and Mm. she's gonna like fight through the bullshit it's like it yeah dude it's like a very yeah it's very fascinating with like knowing that this woman was Mm. knowing that this movie was directed by a woman yeah yeah uh where it almost feels like chastain chastain getting bin laden killed is is to bigelow getting a movie made (laughs) almost is like how i'm thinking about it now how it's like there's all these fucking guys in my way and they all want to like keep me down and keep me from like mm. making a movie. And like, I want, I'm going to make the movie. It's going to get done. And, uh, and yeah, who do, <laughs> who do, no one's going to fucking get in my way sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it almost feels like through Chastain's character, like she was working some, some shit out about mm-hmm. the process of, of getting a movie made. And she, she, she probably had like a, her friend was denied a movie or something. And it's like, that's, oh. that was like her friend there, you know? Yeah, dude, that, yeah. that whole like mini arc mm. there, there's like a bunch of little, it's, it's very similar to Hurt Locker in that way, mm. where there's like a bunch of like little mini character threads that like a character will pop up for a bit and then they'll like die or like mm. they'll leave. And you know, and it's just like, so interesting. Cause like, I like the scene, the girl talk scene where they're like in a hotel 
yeah. the restaurant. The rest, well, yeah, the, the bomb goes off. And she's stuff, like, have yeah. you like slept with anybody? And you know, yeah. like you need to like loosen up a bit and like, you know, just have, have yeah. a bit of fun. And the bomb fucking goes off yeah, to like kind of bring you back to the reality of, <laughs> because it's like, they're just yeah. normal people. Like, you know, just, just girls hanging out. Yeah. And then like a fucking, Fucking bomb yeah. goes off, you know? Like, that is yeah. fascinating, man. Yeah. And, oh, man, and it's so sad. And I was reading about the Wikipedia article for this movie led me on a bunch of tangents of, like, the real scenarios that happened mm. that the movie references. Like, the scene where uh, her friend dies, yeah, which is, like, a really intense, intense scene, jarring yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's doing a lot of her like hurt locker tension tricks in mm. this movie, and it's really effective. Um, was a real thing that happened, almost the exact same scenario, basically. Where CIA operatives like died, yeah. Yeah, where where it was like gonna be a meetup for a guy who like had information on, I think his name's Abu Ahmed, mm. uh, who was like a carrier for bin Laden. Mm. Like a lot of a lot of the names, a lot of the details, like the carrier stuff is really accurate. Like the the movie mm. nailed all that stuff. Um and and they were going to meet up with a guy, and he drove out there in the car, and his driver had a suicide vest, basically, mm. and then blew up, like, 10 CIA operatives. One of them was, like, basically who that girl was playing. Yeah, there was, yeah. like, a news reporter, just like there was in the movie. Wow. Um, yeah, man, and it's, it's oh, man, it's it's so jarring, all of the, the bomb stuff in this movie. And it's really mm. front-loaded. You know, like it is similarly in, in Hurt Locker. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it just feels so. And she's doing like her same like camera stuff where it's like a lot of uh, shaky cam. Not as much as Hurt Locker, though. Thank Not God. as much. Yeah. Like a, a little bit more control uh, mm-hmm. this time. I it's think like, it's because, yeah, yeah, she knows when to do it. And it's hmm. like Hurt Locker called on it more because there were more like combat tension mm. scenes and in true, this movie yeah. it is more people in rooms mm. and so you can have a more still camera mm. um but i think that's a testament to her as a director yeah like mm. she knows when to get the tripod out not to be reductive but like she knows yeah, when yeah, to have yeah, more yeah. still photography yeah. and she knows when to get things a little shakier to make things mm. more tense let's talk about chris pratt <laughs> oh man well okay if we're talking <laughs> pratt if we're, if we're having a Pratt chat here, Pratt are chat. We talking, are we talking? Welcome the to our new director director uh, showdown segment, Pratt chat. Pratt chat. <laughs> Fireside Pratt chats with Adam and Brent. Yes, chat and Pratt. Chat and Pratt. And uh, I don't think I knew who, who, who Pratt who, was when, oh, when I saw this saw movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. I let's see. So this came out in 2012. I feel like. I don't even know if I recognized him because this is like the beginning. This is like him getting ready for, or like being in the body shape of like a uh, star Lord. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, because I was watching parks and rec when I saw this movie and he was such a like schlubby, chunky yeah, guy yeah, yeah. in that. I don't even know if I processed that it was him. And then I found out later that it was him. And then obviously now, like he he has more to do in this movie than I uh, remembered. Where he's just like he's talking like such a fucking like Christian bro in this movie, <laughs> dude. You know, yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys on uh, on the SEAL team in this movie. So yeah. it's SEAL Team Six, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, we should talk about that ending, man, because yeah, the ending is so it's so like uh, 
it's Bigelow just firing on all cylinders. It's like mm. her being super procedural in like laying out mm. every kind of little moment that happens in succession, basically. Uh, to being like the frustration of like we know he's there. Her mm. writing the numbers on the door. Yeah. Her like meeting the guys. Them mm. introducing the fucking helicopters at Area Fifty One. Yeah. If it was up to me, <laughs> I just I would just uh, drop a bomb on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah, Area Fifty One tangent. Yeah, I mean the only reason why people think there's UFOs there is because mm-hmm. guess what they practiced. They they tie they they use experimental air- aircraft there, so of course you're gonna see weird shit in the fucking yeah. air because you, they're flying experimental craft. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be unidentified because yeah. it's you're not supposed to know that they're there. Yeah, like, so fuck off with aliens, Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking idiots. But uh, <laughs> shout out to all uh, thirteen of you that uh, went to Area Fifty One for the raid. Y'all are brave. Good big oh, boys. God. Uh, no, we're but... happy, and society will remember you for that. Man, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's what a bunch of fucking a losers, on the... dude. Yeah. God, we're moving at a fucking click here, what man. Kind of fucking, what kind of culture are we when you're just like, let see aliens just meet up, yeah. Facebook meet up at fucking Area 50. And there was like 100,000 people, like 20 people showed up. Yeah, because <laughs> most people aren't fucking idiots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God, like, yeah. at least we got the Naruto guy, like. I was around. just going to say, it's all the guys with their Naruto headbands that like showed up at Area 51. Like, I wonder how ironic or unironic. It was all are. irony, man. It was all the only people that showed up. Went I don't know, though. Yeah. I don't know. You I think there like were like a few. Somebody ought to make a movie about it. Catherine B- Bigelow. <laughs> the you? idea of her making. A movie about like a bunch of Naruto guys <laughs> that go to Area 51, yeah. and there's like a there's like a reporter from like Polygon there because I think yeah. they sent somebody. No, oh my. And God. she had like a two tweet thread that was like, "We're here, not much <laughs> happening." That was like it. That was like the summation of the whole thing. And that's not when I was like, happened. "Yep, this is nothing." Well, um, like the guy who created the page, he was like, "Yeah, we're. I'm not serious about this." Like. <laughs> Just so, just so you guys know, we're having a rave at in Vegas. So just I think go that's to what that. happened. Yeah, yeah, they ended up just having a big old rave where like a bunch Which of is anime cool. Guys. I'm glad that they decided yeah. to make it into a positive thing sure. like that. Might as well, Might instead as well of like getting shot at a fucking like military base. I hope lifelong friendships were born out of that. That would be great if like people met. Well, new Lord friends. knows that they needed friends. Yeah, people who should. <laughs> If you like anime, we love you. Um, I mean, we're not. Yeah. If we love anime, we don't. We don't love. <laughs> if you like anime, you're fine. But if In you love book. anime, I don't know. Yeah, so maybe much. see a therapist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make some friends. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah. So I love that. The, like the, the last yeah. forty-five to fifty minutes. Uh, man, I watched this movie just a brief tangent. Yeah. I watched this movie in such a weird, haphazard way that is like not how any director would want their movie watched. Like, I watched this movie in large part like on my phone. Dude, you've been work. doing that a lot lately, haven't you? 
Yeah, we've been real slow at work. And uh, and I didn't have it downloaded, so I was streaming it on Crackle on my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of ads. anime. Yeah. Spe- oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and there were, like, ads every, like, 10 minutes. And they'd just be, like, interrupted. What are the ads back. that you see on Crackle? <sighs> what were they, man? They were, they were, like, we- they were, like, weird... They were weird ads, man. I can't even remember a specific one, but they were like not for like Humera or something. They were like for weird <laughs> specific things because that's all Crackle could get, I guess. But yeah, it, it was not the best way to rewatch this movie. I'll, I'll admit that. And I, I always have to watch. We have to get Osama Bin Laden. Hey, uh, check out. Hey, hey Brett, can you come help me out with this quick pay? I, I don't know what to do. Uh, it might be fraud. And it's just like people interrupting me every like yeah. 15 minutes. But um, so that was fun. Like but, someone's being like he's being tortured in the background. Hey, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so just wait. bear in mind that yeah. like my takeaway on this fresh viewing was a very broken up, intermittent, uh, chaotic viewing uh, that made the movie even more um, broken up than it already is. Yeah, as uh, digestible. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but but yeah, like I, I do, I finished it at home when it really gets into gear and is like getting into that third act where the third act is basically like they set up the, um, uh, what, what do they call it? Like his house, his, his ground, his, his compound. Yeah. The compound mm-hmm. basically where it's like, uh, and I, I really, I really love all of that all the way to the end. I think mm-hmm. that all that stuff is great where it's like. Everybody oh, being that, like, okay, so go. there's a, yeah, there's, okay, there's a sketchy guy here. How do you know it's not a drug dealer? And then it's like Jessica Chastain being like, if if he's a drug dealer, he's the he's the most successful drug dealer ever who's never dealt a drug or something that I've worded it terribly, but yeah. like, this guy's not dealing drugs. Nothing is leaving the compound. Like, we're watching this mm-hmm. place, and it's basically like her chipping away. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what's so fascinating that's why I love about this movie is like, yeah, she needs to just do all this shit for like this bloated bureaucracy while like these terrorists, they just fly a fucking plane into some buildings. <laughs> they don't have to go through like their director. They don't have to go convince a politician. They don't have to convince, they don't have to say, um, you know, is this the most logical thing? Can I have some more data on, <laughs> you know, blowing up this building? Yeah. No, they just fucking do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like you're up against that type of force, the the scrappiness sure, of it. It's a lot easier yeah. to kill than to catch the people who killed. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's just like you so see that asymmetry here. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah, the whole the whole movie is is highlighting that in a really interesting, like, mm. meta way. Mm. Um, but, but, yeah, I love how all that plays out in the end where it's, like, her in, like, boardrooms with just, like, fucking just all men. There's just all men. Mm. And it's fucking, like, uh, uh, what, uh, Soprano, fucking, uh, what's his name? Why do I, it's not Rudy Giuliani, for fuck's sure. sake. It's, uh... He sure. passed away. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Rudy. Soprano yeah. himself. Bobby oh, to- Soprano. I never watched it. Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. Um, yeah. God. Gandolfini. James Gandolf- Gandolfini. Gandolfini. I knew he was yeah. going to come to me. Gandolfini. Yeah. He's, he's great when he, like, this might be his last role before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, there's that, that really great couple of sequences where, 
uh, like I alluded, like we alluded to before, they're going around the table and they're like, "How confident are you?" Jason, even Jason Clark's like, uh, "I'm sixty percent." Yeah, and the most they ever say is like sixty percent. One guy's like eighty percent. I mean, he's probably in there, and she's like hundred percent. All right, nine. <laughs> All right, ninety-five. I know you guys yeah. don't like uh, certainty yeah. here, like, and it's. It's like, yeah, that's like, that's our, that again, that's like her being meta about what we know. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of, um, slight tangent, um, yeah. this book I read called Blink and he did, it's a bunch of different stories and there's this one story of, um, the, the government, the, uh, I think the, the U S military forces like to conduct war games, you know, to simulate warfare. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. I forgot his name. I think his name was like something mad dog in his last name or something, you know, and he used to be like this, he was like in Vietnam and he was like this decorated. It's not like Mattis, is it? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't so know. I know. Mad dog Mattis. He's just, he's just like a very like scrappy like guy. Like he's very successful on the war front. front yeah. You know? It's nonfiction? Yeah, it's nonfiction. Okay. It's a real yeah. story. And um, he would, uh, you know, he would, they they would have like, you know, the blue team, which is like the U S military. And they would have the red team, which is like, you know, like a, a ter- like a terrorist organization or something. Yeah. And they had like the mad dog guy be in charge of the red, the, um, the red team. And, uh, Oh, of the, of the enemies, of the enemies. Oh, okay. You know, cause like, uh, you know, he has full control over the forces on like what they do. And, the blue team going through all the bureaucracy, like let's gather data, let's do all this, let's have predictability and stuff yeah. like this. And the blue team had like an overwhelming amount of like force, like and and power, but red team ends up winning because <laughs> yeah, Mad Dog Mad or whatever his name is, is he's like he he knows the. Um, in war, he knows, like, that improvisation is, like, key and being creative and, like, being scrappy. Yeah. And so he just, like, does, like, all these unpredictable, like, <laughs> um, movements mm. and that, like, going through the process, like, the blue team does, they can't keep up with them, you know? Yeah. And that's what's just so, like, fascinating to, to just see that here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Essentially, like, you know, like, you're dealing with, like, having to do the bullshit of the bureaucracy. Yeah. Dealing with the, the red tape of everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, I almost wonder like not to go back and stay on it for too long, but like the torture stuff, I almost wonder if that's why it was so ineffective is cause like Mm. there, there wasn't, I I feel like we, when we tortured people after nine 11, we wanted, we like, we were searching for, we know all of, you know, about this master Mm. plan and this like, this this you know this whole game plan from the mm. beginning we know you're all connected to it mm. and it's like that's not really how they operated mm. it really was like a lot of kind of it's independent decentralized people. decentralized yeah. exactly and then i think that's what that that really uh highlighted mm. and then it, it really took like uh like just just the ground work like the the grunt work of like yeah tracking phones tracking carriers mm. like the actual like these are the guys who are, it's like, like they, they, and we caught bin Laden by like tracking like phone movements and like, like he, he has to communicate to 
people still. And it's like, how can we track like those movements and stuff like that? Um, and, and like, that's how we ended up catching him. But, mm. uh, but yeah, like back, back to that, that boardroom thing. I, I love that, that sequence of it's, it's all the, the like her being like fine, 95%. And yeah. then like, uh, why do I keep wanting to say Giuliani? It's, uh, Tony Soprano fucking uh, uh, Gandolfini. Gandolfini. They're really similar. Man, we're getting old. Uh, (laughs) Gandolfini's like super fascinated Mm. and like he connects to her confidence. Mm. And he even has the, there's the scene in the elevator, which I really like. Uh, I forget the exchange, but like, yeah, she's, she's confident. So he goes to meet her in the cafeteria and it's like the head of the Mm. CIA sits down with like, a CIA operative, just like a lowly. Oh yeah, because it is such a great yeah. scene. Yeah, where he's like, uh, like trying to figure her out. I know. I th- I thought she was gonna get me tooed at the moment though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the modern, you know, dude. we can. Oh, we'll man. we'll do the raid if you, you know. Oh man, do something for me. Do you think? <laughs> oh man. I'm going to just put this out there and I, I oh, should not yeah. be the one to delve yeah, into this. I, I think I know where you're going. Maybe Bigelow should be the one to make a me too movement. Oh movie, yeah. Movie. movie. Cool. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. just track the info and do all the yeah. grunt work of, yeah. Yeah. James Gandolfini was, uh, the, 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 the Weinstein. Oh, the, don't say no, that. No, I mean, I <laughs> Just looking around. Yeah. Yeah. Just she'll she'll make the, the Weinstein conspiracy movie. But you know what? Yeah. Jessica Chastain, she says she's the motherfucker who came up with it. I love that line. That's such yeah. a good line. Yeah. I'm the motherfucker. Yeah, and yeah. it's like she's like, Whoa, who is yeah. this? Yeah, she like makes such a impression on mm. all the all the guys in the room. The confidence, it was sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you need a Chastain, man. Yeah. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and then she kind of sells him on it, and then they work it up the chain. They infer that like uh, there's a couple of guys like Gandolfini, and then another guy she's talking to that like mm. like basically I don't think they even explicitly say it, but like if Obama is gonna do this, mm. like what would it in, what would it, it would inquire, like what would it take? Yeah. yeah, and then that's when SEAL Team Six mm. comes in. And it's just like this slow build mm. to this scenario that happens. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, dude, the whole like 30, 40 minutes at the end is just like this almost real time. Like we're going there. We're going to do the thing. We mm. did it. And then it's done. And it's. And she yeah. cries at the end. That yeah. was that was an amazing like uh, I love that ending. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, fuck. I can. Yeah. Like, how do you interpret that? Like, where she just, she realizes what she really did. I think she has to, she, it's like that self-reflection at the end. It's like, oh, fuck, I had to do all of this and it's done. You I've, know what I've, I mean? My, my take is that it is cathartic. I've also heard some people say that it is a realization of like emptiness yeah of like her having this done and realizing that nothing has really changed yeah that the world is still as like i i almost wish that that is my main takeaway but i i still feel like it's more cathartic mm. but maybe that's me being an optimist like i think it's the the combination of all of it really yeah yeah like uh knowing that something has changed but also knowing that she did it yeah. And also, like, having to be introspective of, like, what she, what it took for her to get there, you know? Yeah, like, the the, the people that died along the yeah, way yeah. And, and all that stuff just to kill this one guy. Mm. 
Yeah, I think that's the right takeaway, man. It's just the combination of the two. Did you? It's a small visual thing, but did you did you notice? I did this time, like mm-hmm. the uh, what is it called? The straps and stuff behind her look like the American flag. I don't even know. I really? thought that was really cool because the plane, the lighting, the way it looked was red, and the straps were white. Oh, okay. And I was like, "That's kind." That's I, I kind of cool. was noticing something about that, but I didn't pick up on that. It's yet. it's it's a f- dude. It's a really is I think, Jessica powerful, Chastain America. Dude, yes, I think because <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a really powerful final shot. The way mm-hmm. I read it this time because it's like it's yeah, it's the it's the. American flag, if mm. we can just say that explicitly mm. behind her, and she's breaking down and she's crying, and then she like composes herself, mm-hmm. and then the movie cuts to credits. And it's you like, know, it's fascinating fuck. to see this movie yeah. after Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Two you know, very similar see. movies thematically. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was some, like, American symbolism. Like, they had American flag behind Quatrich and all that shit. Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, boy. Man, oh, man. Well, we'll we'll put a pin in that to come back to in a few Mm. minutes, I think. Uh, Mm. The comparison between those two movies and how... Man, what if Avatar was against Zero Dark for Best Picture? Because we should mention... Zero Dark was a was a Best Picture nominee. It was. It was. Um, I don't think it won anything, it won. as yeah. opposed to Hurt Locker. I, I know Chastain was nominated, rightfully mm. show, rightfully so. She's like one of the best actresses of her generation, I'd mm. say. Um, I think Mark Bowl got another nomination. Mm. Um, but but yeah, man. Uh, I we should go back to that raid because yeah, the raid I think <laughs> is the best. Yeah part of the movie and it's so clinical in in how it plays out that like you really almost feel like you're watching a documentary it's like so slowly paced and i i I really appreciate her decision um in portraying that scene it almost feels like she wanted that scene to be the most accurate representation that it could possibly be because that scene really doesn't play out like a flashy action scene to Mm. me like it's tense but it's not like people are getting shot left and right it's not playing out like a scene that you'd see in a michael bay movie uh saving private ryan or something or even hurt locker yeah yeah even hurt locker uh because hurt locker was more fictionalized than this it's like Mm. it felt like she was really trying to be respectful of what happened. Cause it happened so recently too. For that too. Yeah. Like she, I dude. Yeah. I was thinking no one, about the everyone timeline. Wanted, yeah. Everyone wanted to know really. And we just knew yeah. that we got them. That's it. Yeah it, yeah. it, it almost felt like, I feel like a lot of America's understanding of what happened came from this movie because yeah. she had to have filmed that literal months after he got killed because he got killed in May of 2011. This movie, uh, was filmed in 2012. So it had to be like maybe a year after he got shot that they got all the information together. And that's a quick turnaround in my book. That's the fastest turnaround, man. Um, and yeah, and it, and it and it's tense, but like there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of 
errors and like non cinematic things that happen in that final scene that I appreciated. Like there's a bunch of like breaches that they try, for instance, yeah. on like various doors to get into the and if compound some failure. And then it's like, we have a, we have a non breach or what, what do they call it? There, uh, we have a, there's a specific term that yeah. feels very like military. Yeah. Um, we're like, negative, yeah, they try to breach. I don't know something. Yeah. Uh, we're like it. Yeah. They, they, it fucked up the door was too thick or something. And they're like, mm. okay, we're going around to your, like your side. And it's mm. like, even to the point where it's like, it's not even Pratt or it's not even, uh, Joel Edgerton is one of the guys. Yeah. Good old Joe, Ed- jo- Joey edge. Pops it comes at night boy. Yeah. He's, he's the main, uh, seal team six guy yeah it seems like he's the captain or something it's like yeah. in in a more cinematic or like action oriented movie that i feel like a lot of directors would have done it would have been pratt or it would have been like edgerton who killed bin laden yeah and in this it's just a guy yeah and i love that there's so many scenes um that that it deals with the weight of killing bin laden mm. But ultimately, it's just like, so quick and it just happens. Yeah, yeah. It, it just happens. And he's just mm. kind of a guy. Yeah. But but it doesn't like uh, take away from the guy who killed him, like walks downstairs. We got like, a Pratt. Yeah. 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 Like Pratt is uh, one of the guys like loading up all the hard drives. They're like, we need to get all the data on yeah. what these guys had. And the guy was like uh, looking around, kind of like trying to deal with the fact that he was the one who yeah, killed yeah, bin Laden. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's like, I killed the guy. Crazy, seriously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how how do you even process that? Yeah, but he, yeah. he's like, I got the guy on the third floor. Like, that's what he tells Pratt. And Pratt's like, we'll get to it, man. We got to get these hard drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like immediately yeah. back to the sort like th- task at hand. Mm. And it has such a respect for like... Uh, like the guy's mission, like mm. like what they were there to do, it wasn't. Well, that's part about being military. It's just like it's like yeah. having that discipline that you don't relish, you don't fuck around. You just like do the mission yeah. before everything else, you know. Yeah, it's. I guess that's my my mm. main point here is that yeah. like I think there is a it isn't like a high five or something or like you know exa- yeah like, exactly. way to go, bro. You got Usama. <laughs> Yeah, there's Hell not yeah. like some. It's not like some big like. Like you don't even see like any close up shot of like like yeah. you don't see like bullets like enter his body. You just see you just hear some gunshots like, and then it's very uninteresting. Yeah, to him. It's it's that's what's so like, cool about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's mm. it's just man, and I'm I, I bring it up in every in one of Bigelow's movies, but that same objectivity mm. is what doesn't work in Detroit because (laughs) I'm sorry. I keep bringing it up so often, but like Detroit is, is an interesting thing where, well, I mean, objectivity is objectivity. I mean, what else can you do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to accurately, accurately portray, like not have a messaging per se, but to show what it is. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it might piss you off, but a lot of things objectively, (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's that, I think it's yeah. that like nexus of objectivity versus subjectivity mm. that she messes around with, with mm. Detroit, where a lot of Detroit feels like the third act of zero dark, mm. where it's just like, oh man, this is so, man, this is how it really played out. But then yeah. she kind of plays with the subjectivity of certain characters and you're like, I don't know, we've talked, we've talked about this already, but yeah, but yeah, I'm just thinking about that again with, I need to watch it again. 
Yeah. But um, I just looked at the runtime. I was like, I don't feel like watching this. She, yeah. yeah, she lets her movies go long, man. Mm. Yeah, she's very comfortable having like a two and a half hour movie. Also, let's talk about Mark Strong. Oh, he's got some hair in this one. He's got some hair. And I didn't it, realize. And his, yeah. he, he kind of fails a little bit at his American accent sometimes. You're like, we need to f- get these <laughs> terrorists. Like, you could hear him like, he's not the carrier. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just he's like not these the weird lapses in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, strong, you're an incredible actor. Uh, Your accent work, not always there. Yeah. Um, I was like, uh, <laughs> he, he, he honestly did sound like a British guy doing like an American accent. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just like, oh yeah, there, there's, you could, you could kind of hear, hear it in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, this movie's got like, quite a fucking cast man uh strong is in mark duplass do you are you familiar oh with yeah mark duplass? oh yeah dude i, I yeah. love the league is great yeah oh that's i always forget the he's league really, because like he's done yeah he's he's dude have you seen creep yeah creep's great Cre- have you seen and creep 2 creep 2 is wild man i think i might have seen he, he goes he goes full hog in that one man you see his, his hog in that one he's hog yeah yeah, see, see, Plus is hogging it. Uh, and uh, another movie I like a lot with um, what's her name from Mad Men, the one that I love. I think the oh, weird Twilight man. Zone movie kind. Yeah, of thing. yeah, that movie is great. That I love that's a yeah. really good movie. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's really good, man. He plays mm. like a really good like grounded character, um, and it, it feels like yeah, like like she wanted guys like that in this movie to kind of like. Like uh, Kyle Chandler's another one. Mm. Um, he he's like her early on boss, the guy from. I don't know if you ever watched, but he's on Friday Night Lights. Um, mm. He's in uh, First Man. You haven't seen First Man. He he's always playing like a white collar like boss, but oh, he always grounds okay, yeah. it in such a reality. And like, mm. uh, did you ever see Early Edition? What do you know about the guy who gets the newspaper a day early? He gets tomorrow's newspaper today. So he knows what's going to so happen. So he knows what's going to happen. So, so he's he like saving lives. Oh, okay. God, Kyle Chandler, we stand a legend. He's a fucking great actor. Uh, if he pops up, we have it playing in the background as we always do. If he pops up, I'll point him out. Um, but he's always just like a solid fucking guy in these mm. movies. Um, and then, yeah, and then uh, Pratt. That's going to put a wrap it, on it. Pratt chat. <laughs> the Pratt whole Pratt sequence chat. is Pratt chat. Yeah, it's just like a tangent oh Pratt chat. Um, I just the way that it's like when you when you see him in this movie, I couldn't help but like see Star Lord, and I feel like that's all I'm going to see Chris Pratt as now as Star Lord. I think uh, can, he can't even act beyond it, right? I mean, let's be real here. Can Chris Pratt act? I I'm stealing this from. I bring them up a lot, but blank check and. Uh, what their take on Chris Pratt, I really heartily agree with in that Chris Pratt always kind of has to be playing a child. Yeah. Because the thing is, he is so miscast in Jurassic world. I see. Because like his character in Jurassic world does not work for me because like, I don't take him as a serious guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you have him as this, like, cool guy i don't buy it yeah he's you know uh i think the best comparison for chris pratt is uh uh fucking jesus christ kurt kurt 
Russell? Kurt Russell in the 80s. He is... Kurt Russell's cooler, though. Yeah, okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... No, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking up everything. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting all the fucking names of these movies. The Carpenter movie. The, yeah, with, fucking uh, uh, Escape from New York. Fucking no, uh, Big Trouble. Big Ch- Trouble. The thing is, he He is could be a big Jack, trouble... Yeah, yeah. Jack he Burton, yeah. Jack Burton... In Big Trouble in Little China. That is like the The thing is like Jack Burton still had like a um a little bit of of the 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 difference is that Chris Pratt is aware and Jack Burton is unaware. You yeah, know what I mean? Like Jack Burton's true. like he's still fronting like, you know, like a like a tough guy. While, yeah. like, Chris Pratt is always like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I'm being a tough guy. This is funny, right? Yeah. Sort of thing. Like, he has that self-awareness. I think Kurt Russell can be a straight action star. Mm. I don't really know if Chris Pratt can. I don't think he exactly, can. Exactly, yes. I think yeah. he's he's yeah. destined to be, like, the ultimate Jack Burton type of character. Mm. Where, well, I don't know, that's, that's I, what I think I mean. Star-Lord like, is a Jack Burton kind Well, Jack of. Burton is like, he doesn't know that he's an idiot. But you that's Star-Lord, I mean? though, I kind of think. Star-Lord? Yeah, he's he, a little more he's, self-aware, He's I way guess. more self-aware. Yeah, that's true. Because he just, like, he's having fun with it. You know, Jack Burton's, like, just an, just an ignorant guy, and he thinks he's a badass sort of thing, you know? That's, well, ki- that's kind of Star-Lord, too. Is like, it? Like, Star-Lord is kind of, like... I'm cool. Like I'm trying to be Thor. Like the like Thor is okay. Yeah, Kurt I, Russell I in so. Escape from New York. But and, but the yeah. way that Chris Pratt does it is like he plays almost it more in self-aware. a way that's yeah. self aware. That's true. That's so it's true. almost like Chris Pratt should tone it down a bit. Maybe yeah. You know, I I think. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, back to Zero Dark. It it, it is a little <laughs> jarring when he's like all of his lines. Pretty much in this movie are like serious like kind of more serious like he's not being like a jokey guy but but yeah it is kind of like i think about like parks and rec and he's like fully defined this hmm. like he's a great comedic actor he's hilarious and he he's like really good this at one improv. thing baby yeah and it's like yeah. you know and he's great trick pony that. yeah and that's fine that's fine you'll have to be you'll have to be daniel day lewis make him the lead of your jurassic fucking world movie man it's like that's like a a hill you'll die on or something i will die on it because josh brolin was going to be that guy originally and he'd have been much better wow thanos himself yeah because because brolin would have killed that type of role i think um he would have been pretty cool yeah but him like dating bryce dallas howard or the other jessica chastain the 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 b-tier jessica chastain (laughs) yeah She's she has a little B tier chastain a little. She's bit. a good actress. I shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, in that episode of um. Oh, she's uh, fucking great. Dark Mirror. Man. Dark she Mirror. She was so good in Black, that. Black Mirror, right? Black Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, and she directed uh, one of the Mandalorian episodes. That's really well, good. good for her. So and she's, she's super cute into, too. So you know, yeah, yeah, she is. Ronnie <laughs> Howard raised a talented daughter, and she's she's gorgeous to boot. Yeah. Yeah. She's like adorable is what she is. Yeah. Know? Like she's yeah, so cute. Sure. She really is great in that Black Mirror episode. Yeah, man. She's like her so breakdown good. at the yeah. end. Fuck. That that's yeah. I think that was the movie where I because she had she'd been getting shitty stuff like Spider-Man three and just stuff where like she couldn't show off her skills. Yeah. And that episode felt like her being like, This is my opportunity to like show Even I in have. a meta sense, she's like, fuck and shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying to impress yeah, you. Yeah. Oh man, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um 
Bryce Dallas Howard. Come on, the podcast. Okay. Come on the pod. Come we'll on, talk, we, with the we'll, boys. Come on, the Ron Howard season. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk Ron Howard like eight seasons from now. Fucking sure. Ron Howard. Oh man, he's Ron, got some good ones. Well, you know, Apollo thirteen, Rush, uh, uh, Arrested. Yeah, I mean that's oh, that's always yeah, going to yeah. be the gem in his and, uh, solo Star Wars. So Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> um, we can put a bow on it, I think, because we're going to talk about the yeah, season. Yeah, we got to talk about the season. Yeah. Oh, man. It, he just popped in just now. Um, yeah, who is he? Fuck it. What's his name? Uh, the Hispanic actor, he played Bodhi in the Point Break remake. That's funny. Yeah. Edgar Ramirez. Ed, I think that's what his name. What else was he in? Edgar Ramirez. He was in uh, Narcos, I think. Huh. I think he was in Narcos, and he was in... Um, Oh, there's a there's a Spanish action series um that is that's apparently really good that I've been meaning to check out that he's like really badass in apparently. You know, but he funny. pops up yeah. in this and he's a big old hunk. He's a good looking guy. It's funny, I think he looks he looks like a more handsome version of the hound from uh Game of Thrones. Oh, that's interesting. I could see that. Right? Yeah. Because his kind of his face is kind of a skew, you know what I mean? Yeah, the hound with like a handsome Jon Snow esque face. Yeah. Like a Kit Harrington vibe. Yeah. That's kind of what he has in this movie. The hound but charming. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, final thoughts, Zero Dark Adam? Yeah. I mean like I I uh I really, really like this movie. Um I think it's important to uh to watch because it really questions the the grayness of um doing the right thing or hunting and trying to get trying to get through um how do you respond to something so horrific and what what does it take to to uh get revenge almost yeah and uh the the amount of emotion that uh, uh, you feel when something happens and then the amount of emotion that you commit. It's almost like this vicious cycle of violence. Yeah. And I, I think that's always just like an interesting way because it's not all, it's not all um, dark or white. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's zero dark thirty. Zero dark, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> zero white thirty is the sequel. <laughs> that's nothing. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I was trying to think of the opposite of zero and thirty, and it's like I don't know, one <laughs> twenty nine white. One twenty nine white. That's just even... rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> one twenty nine white. One twenty nine white. That's the journey of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's. That's nothing. I'm <laughs> so 29 much of, and I'm white. That's the stupidest shit. I, that, that's seen. what I thought you were going for. And I was like, well, well you can do okay. It was there. Yeah, the pieces we, were there. It's a puzzle you, for you to piece together. Audience, you can do it. You're smart enough. Yeah. You can figure out the joke. You can laugh about it about an hour later. It's like, yeah. oh. You're, you're all the, the chastain to the zero dark of that joke. They're like do, filing like fucking paperwork to get through that joke and shit <laughs> like that. <laughs> but yeah, I... I I, I honestly like I like um I need to watch more police pre- procedurals like I really like just like the the process of like capturing or like yeah you know going through that motion just to see how how it is and how tedious it can be and I think it's it's uh enjoyable just to see how like something that is 
even like with police procedures, like a murder is so fast and like unpredictable. Yeah. And then yet like capturing who did it is just like this slow process trying to figure everything out in a logical manner. It's just so cool to see that asymmetry. And as far as just like, um, Bigelow's directing. She's or she she's still top, still doing well. I mean, like she, I think she has a lot more patience in Zero Dark Thirty, which is I think yeah. it's it's welcomed because like her previous iterations were just like kind of not to say that um, Hurt Locker was badly directed. It was just a little bit more faster paced, mm-hmm. but just to have like this control in uh her directing style that's kyle yeah. chandler by the way sorry he just came on screen oh yeah i've seen he's him great. in a bunch he's of great. shit yeah he's yeah. always good he 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 he's good at playing an asshole too i think he's he's always a, mm. a like authority that's in the way kind of he does look like a coach for sure yeah he's incredible he's one of the best like tv performances i mm. think of all time on friday night lights he's okay. amazing on that show but yeah back, yeah sorry <laughs> But uh, yeah, just just having like uh, like having that directorial uh, control is great. And let's see, uh, Jessica Chastain. Um, you know, we haven't seen her lately. I want to. What has she been up to? I don't know. Like the most so recent good. thing yeah. I can think of really is like I know she was in the It sequel. I oh, tried yeah, to watch that right. and I couldn't. I it's heard not it wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I mean, she's amazing in Crimson Peak. I think. Uh, she's, in gr- she's like the sister, man. She's like the cold, calculated, like oh yeah, yeah, like the fucked up sister in that. Movie. I remember that actually being a good movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. yeah, so she's good. She's good in all sorts of modes, man. Like she re- she's a really versatile uh, mm-hmm. actress for sure. But yeah, um, uh, I, I I'm trying to parse this with like compared to Hurt Locker. Um, I like Hurt Locker, Hurt Locker for its directing. I like Zero Dark Thirty for its grayness. Yeah, you know, like it's it's uh, philosophical takes on on, on yeah, that's, uh, that's a good thing. Take, so I mean, it's like you know, like what what you know, you're you're sitting down on a Sunday afternoon and it's sunny outside. It's a nice seventy degrees Fahrenheit, and mm. you have your coffee and your cats in your lap and. Everything's going right in the world, and you look at you look at Zero Dark Thirty or Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like what? Just two easy going movies, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know which one I want to go. Do I want to go philosophical today, or yeah. do I want to go action heavy? Or do I want to yeah, like have a tight little character study and of it's, a guy? And it's all up to you, baby. Yeah. That's Kat, that's Katie Biggs. Just yeah. warm up, cozy up on Katie or, Biggs. Or, uh, do I want to pop in Detroit and have just <laughs> ruin my nice day that I'm having? <laughs> I have to fucking see that movie. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, good take for sure. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty is 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 a movie I don't I don't love. I, I can appreciate a lot of the stuff it's doing. Um, it's one of those movies where, for the first two thirds, I'm really kind of like, okay, we're getting through this. There's some decent stuff. Chastain is is great. Kyle Chandler, like a lot of the performances are good. A lot of it to me feels kind of disconnected and kind of like. It's almost like it's it's almost like uh the downside to the stuff that Bull's doing in Hurt Locker where it's more kind of uh procedural 
individual little stories that are happening. It feels more disconnected, I think, even than Hurt Locker. But then, honestly, like, yeah, like, the the raid on the compound scene happens at the end. Mm. And, like, it really clicks. And it's, uh, it's, it's like, Bigelow, like, directing the fuck out of this really tense, like, true-to-life thing that just feels so grounded in reality. Um, and, and really highlights, like, the the weight kind of, of the journey of the movie. Like I, I really appreciate how it ends like the final shot of the movie with Chastain in the C one thirty, And like, even, even the way we didn't talk about it, but like the weight of like the guys, like you're the only one on this plane. Where do you want to yeah. go? And then, them just like must really be pretty important must be pretty important. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. And like the multiple ways to, I don't know, like the more we talk about movies on this podcast in general, the more I appreciate the movies that end in a gray area that have multiple interpretations. I I think that's like I don't I don't want to be black and white about it mm. when I talk about this, but like um I almost feel like that's the sign of a movie being great mm. where it ends and you can be like oh, well, this is what happened, or this is what happened. It's yeah. like, that. that is one indication that you just saw a good movie. Yeah. Where it's like, is she possibly destroyed by the fact that she her whole life was dedicated to this one thing, and now it's over, and now she's empty, and now she... Mm. Now, what is her life now, basically? Um, or is it this this American emotional catharsis of like, we fucking wow. did it. It's just now hitting me what yeah. we did and and finally we have some semblance of closure. And all that shit, all that bad shit we did was worth it. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. was worth it maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh yeah, and, ob- and obviously I talked about it already, but like the legacy of this movie is fascinating and I hope people can can take away kind of our our takeaway of it and that like a lot of the torture stuff that the movie portrays is more of a emotional reaction to 9-11 and i think even the the overture at the movie at the yeah. opening of the movie kind of sets you up for that reading of the movie and almost uh, <clears throat> sympathetic kind yeah, of, yeah yeah like slightly more sympathetic mm. to to our emotional reaction to yeah. 9-11 and stuff and mm. what we you know felt was necessary after that uh but yeah uh it's it's i think it's gonna be an important movie historically for America, I feel like. I, I, I think like in fifty, a hundred years when we talk about the like post nine eleven America, I think there's gonna be there's gonna be like a few movies. I don't know, like what like that's an interesting way to look at it is like what what is post nine eleven America? Well the, the most fascinating thought experiment is like in fifty years, what is the nine <laughs> eleven movie that high school students watch? You know what I mean? What yeah. is that? That that that's and we don't know. Ooh. We don't know. I honest to be honest, man. I don't think it's been made yet because yeah, I, it I might think not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I honestly think Zero Dark Thirty is too specific to a moment. Yeah, and and that that is attributed to stuff that came out later, like the torture report and stuff like mm. that, where it's like, oh, like when they made this movie, they literally just didn't have enough information to fully portray certain things. Um, and so I feel like it may not have been made yet. Like, I feel like we're going to get, uh, you've seen spotlight, right? Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get a spotlight type movie that 
is like a very like over like a big picture post nine eleven movie that probably hasn't mm-hmm. been made yet, I guess. But I don't know, man. It, and it's like uh, I was thinking I didn't bring this up in the episode, but when I think about Zero Dark Thirty, I kind of think I, I I'd rather watch Munich. Like to me, Munich almost feels like okay the yeah, ultimate. That's interesting, yeah, I, yeah. I like, see what you mean, though. Like almost the ultimate execution of of what Bigelow was doing with uh, with Zero Dark Thirty, and I I'd almost attribute that to. Yeah, I never even thought about it. Munich is a, is a great like uh, yeah comparison. It, it is, and yeah. I I think that movie had more distance. It had mm-hmm. more time to consider all of the elements in play. And I think zero dark 30, she struck why the iron was hot and was yeah. like, Oh shit. Bin Laden just got killed. We're going to make this thing. And it's like, I think it's a good movie, mm. but, but I think maybe it could have been even better in like 20 years yeah. with like an ultimate, like really removed perspective of like here, here's everything at play, what was happening. Um, but but yeah, M- Munich is a movie I I really I really love and that that I think portrays a lot of the anger that people felt after the the attacks that happened mm. in, in the Olympic Games and in a lot of the the moral gray areas too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, but 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 still, yeah, Zero, Zero Dark is kind of a a modern version of that, and it ends in this like very intense exciting final 30 minutes yeah that uh are really hard to yeah are hard to deny for sure um so yeah zero dark 30 zero dark 30 yeah. I'm, I'm glad we're ending on this one than the minefield that is detroit i'll just say that for sure but uh <laughs> uh but yeah so we are here at the end here at the end again of season Seven, I think. I think it's season seven. So let's just man make the tough decision. Who okay. you think? Oh man, we're getting right into this. Who you think is better, Jimmy Cams? Let's Bitt. let's just talk it out because even <laughs> right even right now, man. Okay, so I will say this: going into this season, we're both making fun of little hand gestures. Yes, weird. Bless little, up, bless up, hand gestures. Uh, even at the beginning of this season, I was like, I feel like Cameron's hard to deny. I think it's Cameron, Cameron is hard to deny. And, and even, even, and I will say and this, I will say this as well. I'm questioning. questioning. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, what's your, what's your take going in? Cause we're, I feel like you were Bigelow going in, right? No, I was pretty neutral. Okay, you were pretty neutral. The thing that's tough with this season, maybe more than any season we've had so far, and that's not just me trying to like do my marketing shit and being like... Marketing shit. Yeah, like more than ever before. Let's just just say it, man. Let's just say it. I really feel like they're two very different directors. Let's just say it, man. Very different. Let's say it. James Cameron is a better director. And I cuz yeah. he is. And yeah. it, and not to say I, I will say this in the way that it's like a Tarantino PTA situation, right? Okay. Ooh, okay. It's like James Cameron is definitely a better director, but he's not 
a very good, uh, he doesn't choose the right stories. Ooh. Okay. But you know, like Terminator and all that, like those, those are just fun movies that are very well directed. But I mean, it's not like they were like brilliant, like terms of like stories, you know, but yeah, I think zero dark and hurt locker are, are really interesting, um, stories. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Katie Biggs does, does some really interesting stuff with like, um, um, uh, uh, fucking point break. I mean, it's like, you can talk about like, you know, I, cause like, I like Catherine Bigelow's like take on her unique take on like masculinity and, women in power and like archetypes within action movies. And it's, it's amazing to see that lined up with, uh, Jimmy cams, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you, we, we, it's hard to argue that Catherine Bigelow has, is is a better director in terms of just like an overall like movie sense. Yeah. James Cameron. Yeah. I, I think thinking about it now, it's like, I, I do, oh man, we're like really, once again, like we always do at the end of each season, we're like breaking down what the fuck we mean by better director. It's like, yeah, I think he is a better technical director. And technical. I think, I think yeah. that's hard to even to deny that honestly. Mm. But I think, I, I really think Bigelow is probably, I think she's definitely a more interesting director. She's a more, yeah, for she, sure. She's like fucking around with thematic stuff mm-hmm. that Cameron doesn't really go, that, that Cameron's just not really interested in. Yeah. Like Cameron is Spielbergian in the sense that he's like an entertainer. It's like he mm. wants a story that is going to entertain and that's going to be like a big flashy big thing. Like yeah. a spectacle, and even more so in his later years, and we can get into the arc of their careers, I think, would be an interesting talk, too, where he became more simplistic as he got older, and I feel like Bigelow got more interesting. Complex, yeah. Complex, yeah, for yeah. sure, because like she started out doing like... Uh, Blue, Blue Steel. Steel, doing like Strange Days and stuff that have... Or P- Point Break, I should say that have interesting like thematic stuff going on, mm. but are action movies and are like a good time and stuff like that, or are thrillers in blue steel's case. Um, but then like you have this interesting growth with, uh, strange days, which I'm, I'm interested to do our rankings, man. Um, We're I'm going to bring up rankings. the list right now. We're going to have to do our rankings. Oh, Cause I'm man. fascinated to see what you think. I um, even thought about it. But uh, I, I can go first just so that I, I remind. Yeah. yeah, so I can bring them up. But um, but yeah, just the arc of her career where Strange Days has her flirting with like these really timely um, societal concerns of like police brutality and like the way culture's going um, while still right. kind of marrying it to... Just do it. Just hit me, baby. Uh, hear what entertainment. it is. Oh, oh okay. So yeah. rankings? Shit, man. Okay, let me, let can me we, find them. Can we just do it from each director, right? Each director. Yeah. So I have all 10 here. Fuck, all 10. Okay, movies. I'll just say Catherine Bigelow's real quick. Okay. Oh, you're going to go? From worst to best. Okay. Worst to best. Yes. So the, the okay. first one I'm going to say is the worst one. Strange okay. Days. Wow. Um, Blue Steel. Uh, Point Break. Zero Dark. 
her locker. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's just off the cuff, you okay. know, just shooting from the hip here. Yeah. Wow. What is yours? That's okay. Cool. Um, is that surprising or something? No, no. I'm just okay. No, just just interesting because yeah. I okay. I'll just say mine. So mine, blue steel. Mm. Zero Dark Thirty. Wee. Hurt Locker. You fucking maniac. Point Break. <laughs> Strange Days. <laughs> Strange Days is my favorite Bigelow movie, dude. Man, that's so fucking Strange funny, Strange Days is my Bigelow movie. That is so fucking and I, I will funny, say man. that I, I oh, did have God. the benefit of watching it twice. Like, I, I watched it twice uh, because I, I, re- I had... There was a gap in between, as you guys are well aware, but, like... I had watched it in preparation, and I was like, huh, there was a lot going on in that. That was a wild movie. And then when I rewatched it, a lot of stuff ended up clicking more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I, I, think, I think Strange Days is probably, probably my number one. Why? <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. I, 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 like I mentioned on that episode, like, mm. I think it is the... I, I, didn't, I didn't fully think this through. Because now I'm, th- I'm thinking, oh, okay, let's swap, let's swap Point Break and Strange, Strange Days. I think Point Break is my favorite Bigelow movie. Okay. Honestly. Um, and that's that's good. Yeah, and she's doing really interesting stuff in Hurt Locker, uh, Zero Dark 32 for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Point, Point uh, Break but, but. is, oh man, Point Break is just such a fucking fun ride. And it still has a yeah. lot of fascinating gender stuff going on. Um that like no other person could have made Point Break, and I, I think that's like like really the ultimate Bigelow movie. Uh, but I still love the weirdness of Strange Days and how like I don't know all the squib stuff in Strange Days just feels really. And that's what's it's funny because like I feel like you like Strange Days because of James Cameron stuff that's in it. It's possible. I mean, yeah. that's true. He was a uh, co-writer on the mm-hmm. movie for sure. So it's possible. Um, I'm pretty sure Jimmy Camp saw the squib stuff. There's no way he didn't. It sounds yeah, very it was probably Jimmy, his stuff. Jimmy yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, her, her direction of the, the movie, I think is pretty great. Um, so, so yeah. So I, I guess to recap, cause since I changed stuff around blue steel, zero dark hurt locker, strange days, point break. And do you, do you have Jimmy Cam's off the top of your head, or I can go first on those if you want? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let me just look over here. Da, 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 da. Wow, man! So worst to best, yeah. Worst to best, okay. Worst to best. Avatar. Hey, hey! And, 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 and I am a hey. Avatar defender. I'm on the record as such. You guys heard the episode. I was very on the defensive. Avatar. Terminator. Terminator 2. Wow, man. I I guess I got some hot takes, man. You got some hot takes, man. (laughs) Aliens Titanic. I'm sorry. You motherfucker. You fucking idiot. I fucking. (laughs) I hate you. Terminator 2. Okay, I'm going to say mine. Okay, fucking uh, worst to best. (laughs) Most predictable here. Avatar, Titanic, Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens. Aliens is best. 
I love Aliens. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's so much fucking fun. I was, I was uh, you know, that I was on the fence just too, so man. goddamn yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, actually, let me switch Terminator and Titanic around. Okay. Because. So Titanic in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, I've evolved. And uh, I feel like I, you kind of came around on Titanic a bit. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm not sold still on, like, you know. Yeah. The, the romance stuff, but, you know. Yeah. I, I think directorially, like, I have a lot of respect for what he did. It's yeah. it's kind of an undeniable, like, master class in directing. Yeah. Man. That, that movie has really just got so many elements to it. Mm. Um, I'm going to swap Aliens and Titanic. I, I have <laughs> to. I'm sorry to keep swapping out the the final two top picks, but but no, Aliens. It's too damn fun. Aliens is so fucking good, man. It's so aliens fucking good. So, and well, it's and like then, a subjective thing, too. It's like, that's so fucking up my alley, you know? I mean, fucking yeah. space marines killing aliens? Well, and Hell I forgot yeah, if dude. we talked about it on that episode. Is, mm. is Aliens your favorite alien movie? Or do you like Alien more? The thing is, it's like, it's hard. It's hard. Because they're different. They're it's so like, different. If it's Halloween, I'm going to watch Alien. If it's fucking... Uh, Ooh, that's a good way to You know what I mean? It. If it's just like, I want a fun movie, If, it's if I want a fucking cool-ass action movie, I'm going to watch Aliens, yeah. Yeah. Because like, they are doing different things. And if I had to choose between one or the other, I'd probably go with Aliens just because you know how I am with like action movies. Like I just love action. So yeah. it's like... I'd probably go, but it's like, eh. I think that's yeah. my thing too, is yeah. like aliens has a lot more, like it, it has kind of like the siege stuff. It has more like kind yeah. of like uh Marine cool. yeah. action yeah, stuff. Yeah, tactical shit. It, it dives into things. The first movie sets up in really interesting, cool ways. I feel like it's just that alien is much scarier than aliens. So yeah, a- Alien is a horror movie. Whereas yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, it's been talked to death, but um, it's one of the best sequels ever made for sure. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people would probably put T two number one for Cameron, but it's like yeah, I, mean, that, I love yeah, that movie too. That movie's great. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it should be a testament to how good of a director is that mm-hmm. I have Avatar last for him, and it's a movie I really like. It's a it's a really I think yeah, well done it's movie. A, it's a fine movie. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but uh shit man yeah what, what we did our rankings did our rankings we, we, so we so who let's won, who, who do you think won do do we uh give it up for james are we giving it up for james i, I think if we're <sighs> if are we giving up for james or are we giving up for kathy I think, I think <laughs> I'm still going Cameron, man. I'm still yeah. Going I was like, Cameron. I don't know why you have it. I'm surprised that you have a hesitation on this, especially like your praise of Titanic and your praise well, of yeah, Avatar. And Blue Steel is very marginal, you know. It is, but the thing is, I appreciate the stuff she's doing in for sure. But all of her movies, even Blue Steel. It's like if, if Jamie Lee Curtis put a gun to your head, you got to choose. Like, you know. I'd tell her to pull the trigger. I'd say, Jamie, <laughs> kill me, Jamie Lee Curtis. Kill me, Jamie Lee Curtis. And call her, All I want in life is for Jamie Lee Curtis to kill me. You Come got to call her JLC. That's JLC? The, gun me down, JLC. JL, it sounds like a channel. <laughs> JLC. <laughs> you got to tune in JLC. Welcome back to JLC. It just plays Jamie Lee Curtis movies like 24-7. <laughs> Sounds good. She has enough Freaky movies, Friday. right? Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. 
Sure. Blue Steel. Blue Steel. Knives Out. Knives Out. Movie. That's fun a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, bunch of stuff yeah. I'd watch that uh, channel. I never saw Trading Places. Apparently, that's like a classic. Isn't that what she was in there, right? I don't know. Who I knows? don't know. Um, shit, man. Are we at the end? I guess we're... I guess it's... At the end, yeah. Right? So I guess j- 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 I would agree. James Cameron, you know, Jimmy Cams. You got, you got to give, you got to give. I, Cam's, I Cam's hope them. people understand that we. I got the the, the Papa Bless thing yeah. again above my head. No, Catherine Bigelow's great. Yeah, she's, she's, she's amazing. Really, yeah. like truly, like one of the best working and most interesting directors working. Like honestly, yeah. Um, and I look forward to. Uh, I, I hope she gets head. something on the book soon, yeah. man. Like she still doesn't have anything set up soon, and it's it's a bummer because uh, Detroit was a really big bomb. Yeah, it came out in August. It was kind of costly. I think it was forty mil, and it made like half that, which mm. is not great. And the way women directors are treated, it's like it's they're not treated like a Trevorrow who makes a book of Henry and is like, hey, come on back to Jurassic World, and make another fucking big box office uh, hit. <laughs> it's like. Oh, you had one dud, but you won Best Picture and Best Director? Uh, uh, I don't know if we want yeah. you to direct this thing. It it sucks. It's shitty. Yeah. But I, I hope she can get something set up soon uh, that uh, she's interested in, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. be excited to see it. Yeah, I hope she sticks to the uh, these these um, kind of true true life shit, you know? I don't know. I, I, I do. Kind That's of in, me. Yeah. That's me. I, I would I would like to see her do something because Bull I think wrote Detroit also I think he wrote the Those last three, three yeah. things I would like to see her just get a good script maybe like a thriller of some kind if it has sci-fi stuff cool if it doesn't whatever uh, but yeah I would I would just love to see her do something with like tension and like a thriller again I think that'd be really cool mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of like. A fr- like if if she was to get swallowed up into like Hollywood's franchise system right now, like what she'd be good at kind of working with, and I I don't, I don't know, like not the Marvel system, I don't think. No, I don't I don't know if she'd she she really... would have made a good Black Widow movie though. That would have been cool. Yeah, dude, Bigelow would have. She should have done the Black Widow. Movie. Yeah, that'd be really cool yeah. to see. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know. Well, what other franchise stuff? There's like Marvel, DC. Ooh. 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 Interesting. DC. I don't know enough about DC. Hey, what happened to that Wonder Woman movie? I thought it came out like years ago. Uh, the sequel comes yeah. out this year. It's like one of the only big movies. That I out. honestly thought it came out like last year or something. Like no, it, no, I just forgot all about uh, it. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Uh, no, that comes out in like June or something. Mm-hmm. The trailer looks pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I just hope she gets like uh, a good script or works with a writer to make a like a cool story. I could I could see her doing like a another. I yeah, I guess I could see her doing like another like uh, thriller based on real events, like something mm. like. I told you I watched uh, Richard Jewell, right? I could see her doing like a Richard Jewell esque. I made it through half of that movie, and then I was like, okay, yeah. Clint, you're fucking, you're not invested in this. Yeah. Um. But there were some elements of that that I was kind of interested in, but only the elements that were like true to life. And well, let's hope that she does like a movie about the fucking Donald Trump presidency. That would be pretty Ooh, cool. Interesting. Yeah, like a political thriller. Yeah. Ooh, that would be cool. She's so good at action, though. 
Yeah, she is. I could also see her just doing like a fucking like fictional, just like action movie. Mm. And that'd probably be cool. Like, I she's don't think her headspace is there anymore. You know? Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Maybe, mm. maybe not. Well, either way, we're fascinated to, to see whatever she does next. We're, but we all know what Jimmy Cam's is going to be doing next. The seed bearer. The Water Walker. I don't know what I I already forgot the the titles. Uh, Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Better believe we're going to talk them on the podcast. Starring Jai Jai Courtney uh, and and, uh, 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 Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Jai Courtney. And Sam Worthington's back. Y'all asked for it. Sam Worthington. You guys guys missed him, right? (laughs) Y'all, y'all were chomping at the bit for some Worthington. <laughs> it's like there's a, there's like a family like having dinner with their like it's like just this white guy and his wife, it's two children. And like his wife's just like, you know that that Sam Worthington. What's I, he? What, what, what's he up to? The guy in the what was it? The avatars. What was he up to? The Terminator movie, the best Terminator movie. What's he doing? He's been in those red box movies that we rented. I quite enjoy those movies. Those are good. Those were good movies. What's he doing? And the whole family does not respond at all. They just keep. They they look down at their plate of mashed potatoes because it's 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 been the fifth straight day in a row. She's brought up Sam Sam Worthington. Because fantasizing about Sam Worthington <laughs> is the only escape that she gets from her suburban So Worthington nightmare. has some worthy duties. He's helping. He's yeah. helping out this like the, the uh, suburban moms out yeah. there that love them some Worthington. I uh, got all the the Worthington Tumblr fan sites and Deviant Art pages. Oh man, I don't even want to <laughs> know what those consist of. Is he a worthy man, Worthington? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know. Um, guys, I think that's going to... That's a fucking wrap. That's a fucking wrap. On season seven. It's a good season. It's a good season. Thanks it's for all the guests who... Yeah. Who came on this season. Thank you, we guys. We really loved that you guys took the time to... Uh, discuss movies yeah and talk about these movies and get into it and thanks for everybody Mm -hmm. who listened Mm -hmm. thanks for being uh patient with us in the Mm -hmm. gaps we're busy boys i'm sure there will be more gaps Mm -hmm. ahead and we appreciate you guys uh dealing with those yeah those stores are just fucking annoying right the what all the stores they're always in the way those stores gaps you fucking (laughs) and uh this is our last episode (laughs) of director (laughs) showdown that we will ever do (laughs) <laughs> let that be the uh, last joke. Go, oh, oh, this is this no, is interesting because we, we, we're in a bit of a uh, fascinating period here, guys. The next episode you listen to is going to be our dealer's choice. Dealer's, cho- are we announcing it now? Should we? No, no, no. It's been announced. It's been announced. It's in play. By the time people are hearing this, there will be. Oh, we got Pratt on screen, Pratt. That that's kind of a good beard. I kind of like Pratt's yeah. beard in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Looks kind he's of, he looks a good. good he's a beard. good looking guy. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, if you if you follow Adam and I on Instagram, or if you follow the Director Showdown Twitter or me on Twitter, it has been announced. I'm sure 
uh, because the time is up for the contest. And my cat Fauna is just excited to hear oh, about she's this. So, she's so, so she's running around. She's yeah. she's, she's playing, playing with out. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we don't even know. Talking in in our timeline, we don't even know what the next movie's going to be. But if you go to Twitter.com or if you go to our Instagram pages, you will see who won Dealer's Choice. We don't even fucking know. It could be we, anything. It could be anything. We got a whole bunch of retweets. You got y'all know how Dealer's Choice goes. You retweet the tweet, randomly selected. Somebody picks who knows? a movie. Who cares? It'll be it could be a good movie. It'll probably be a bad movie, judging by our fucking track record. Super Mario I'm still, Bros. I'm still waiting for gods and generals just to fucking pop up. Like some fucking like arduous movie that's God. like very complex and you deserves know, that like is a fascinating study. fascinating how like yeah. a bad movie it's is fun. better than a yeah. long one. Yes. Where it's like I'd rather watch Cats or I'd rather watch Welcome to Marwin than or Strange Dodd. Wilderness. Oh, Remember that God. movie? T- taking it back to Steve Zahn, bruh. Christ, man. Zahn really had some fucking stinkers, <laughs> man. Zahn, Zahn was in the wilderness in fucking early 2010s, yeah, man. That was thanks to Adam Sandler, by the way. So. God, yeah. Jesus Christ. This is how he won. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... You Who can, knows? You can see. Uh, we'll announce it as you're listening to this. You can probably check in on our Instagrams, and we'll announce it there, I'm sure. Uh, and, and so some bonus the next, episodes. Yeah, so the next episode that will pop up, it, it might be a week from now. It might be a couple weeks. Hopefully next week from this. We'll see how, how the timeline plays out. Uh, it'll be our dealer's choice, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. And then maybe another bonus episode. And then, uh, yeah, we'll keep. We'll keep you updated mm. on what's going on. And, uh, yeah, we got some plugs, Adam. Uh, just listen to, uh, you know, all the Delphin Pod podcasts, our buddies over there. I mean, you heard Delphin and John, who were on an episode this season. Yeah, there was aliens. aliens and uh, they're good old boys. And please go subscribe and listen to their podcast. Check out what's ever going on at StickerFridge.com website. I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of cool stuff. And, yeah, I think uh, my my top ten of twenty nineteen is still the banner thing on the on the site as it should be. Yeah, it's uh, I made sure it's going to always be it's until ja- next yeah. year. Yeah. Until yeah. Ne- yeah, I hope so. I so hope yeah, so. go go read that. I mean, we're still at the beginning of uh, twenty twenty. Go read the top of twenty nineteen. Uh, we got twenty twenty vision. Twenty twenty vision, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cover stories. Yeah, cover They're, stories. They, they've constantly got like good. They got good a lot stuff of stuff coming, coming out. out yeah. Um, and uh, the Delphin Pod shows. Mm-hmm. Listen to the Rise of Skywalker episode I was on. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Letterboxd, and Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's gonna be it, that's guys. It. Thank you so much for listening to the season. We love you. We love you, and, and we'll uh, see you next week. Bye bye. Oh, 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 oh,